0: asking about the savelle newton stuff cocky twine loves to ask about the drama that happens on social media um savelle and i are good cocky I me mean, listen it's it's it really getting all that serious when it comes to social media i said something about Spurger. he said to shut the hell up about it savelle and i are good buddies we're, we're, we're good buddies we text back and forth and and, and chat and conversate so it, it ain't it ain't no big deal man it's it's really getting um and i like like i told savelle I, i'd tell him in person i say it here i you know, I I get it, man. And like, that's, you know, Savelle was one of my first big interviews I did on my show. And I loved the fact, I loved how honest he was. You know what I mean? Like, I, I loved how honest Savelle was about his time at South Carolina, but I mean, I'd give him this feedback guys. It's like, I've told you all before, like holding a grudge only hurts the person with the grudge. And I think Savelle's a great dude, man. He's doing great things in life. But like, Dude, you harboring resentment and negative energy is only hurting you. Like, it's only hurting you. So, you need to forgive the other party. You need to forgive yourself. You cannot live a peaceful, fulfilled, happy life harboring hate and resentment and anything. You just, you can't do it. So, that's, um, that would be my feedback. That would be my feedback to... So, that would be my feedback to Saville. Either way, guys, would love to hear from you. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people responding to the wide receivers, a push? Again, I know how good Xavier Leggett is. Who else does South Carolina have, guys? Who else? Who else? I mean, again, you can look at Nick Harbor, but I mean, He's not a weekly contributor. And then I look at Will Shepard and Jaden McGowan. That's why it's a push. I'm not giving Vandy the nod, but they've got two standout guys. South Carolina has one. And South Carolina's one is better than those two, but they've only got one. It's very simple. I think it's just South Carolina fans. A lot of South Carolina fans, they obviously don't watch Vandy at all. They're not familiar with Vandy. They don't keep up with Vandy. So they don't know how good Will Shepard and Jaden McGowan are, which is fine. But just say you don't watch ball. Just say you don't. It's fine. It's all good. Um, Chase Floyd, just remember you started at nine. Hey, all good, man. I appreciate you taking the time to jump in here. Um, Let's see. We'll get into your questions here. There are some questions. John Edward. could Vandy finish last in the SEC? I mean, John Edward, it'd be surprising if they didn't finish last. In the SEC. Todd Smith, what's going on, man? Appreciate you tuning in. Let's see. Todd Smith says, I found some joy. John Edward says, if it's a weekly thing, don't make a bigger deal about it every week. John Edward, all I'm doing is posting a clip. That's it. That's it, John Edward. I mean, listen, John Edward, I know how you're wired, John Edward. You're going to defend Shane Beamer to a fault no matter what, no matter what's said. That's totally fine. But at least be honest and transparent about that. At least, at least that's who you are. I get it. And I'm not like, guys, I didn't even post the clip from yesterday that Shane Beamer, like going in the presser saying that, you know, if you left the game miserable, then yes, some of you need to find some joy. I didn't post the clip because I didn't want to. Because I, I, guys, it, it becomes exhausting to highlight everything that Shane Beamer says in a presser that is petty or, or whatever it is. Like I just I'd rather just talk ball. I really would. I'd rather talk ball. So, you know, but it ain't my fault Shane Beamer saying things that go viral. You know, it's 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 not. It's not my fault. <laughs> you know. Let's see. Big Wash, we're good on linebackers. They just need to grow up. Well, Big Wash, you don't have time for guys to grow up, do you? That's why you need to go to the portal and get some guys who can contribute right now. They they need to have some guys to next year that are ready to go. Again, you're not going to get four or five years to develop guys. You need to go out to the portal and get some guys who are ready to go. I know you got Wendell Gregory coming in. Um, you say Johnson. I, I don't know which – I don't know. I don't have the the list of signees or recruits or whatever pulled up in front of me. But they got to get linebackers short up, man. It's It's – It's in a rough spot, so. Um, Big Wash, our two best wide receivers are better than Vandy's, two best receivers any day. So, Chris, you're not right on that. Who is South Carolina's number two wide receiver? Who is it? That's what I'm saying. It's about who you have available right now. I know if Juice Wells was healthy, this ain't even a conversation, but, like, he's not. South Carolina has Xavier Leggett. Who do they have besides that? Who is their second? Who is wide receiver two right now? I'm genuinely asking. Is it?
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
0: Is it a Morgan Brown? Is it Nick Harbour? I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's so funny. It's so funny doing the position to comparison stuff because fans cannot give the opponent fans can't give the opponent a shred of credit. It's so funny to watch. Some fans, some fans can't give the opponent a shred of credit. I mean, I said it's a push. Again, I'm not saying Vandy has the advantage, but South Carolina has Xavier Leggett, who's a fantastic player. Vandy has Will Shepard, who's a really, really good player, and Jaden McGowan, who's a really, really good player. Those two guys equate to one of Leggett. It's a push because the rest of the rooms... uh, Beyond Xavier Leggett, guys, South Carolina's wide receiver room is is below average. It, it just is. It is. it is. I mean, Nick Carver's a, a wildly talented player, but he's not a great wide receiver right now. It, it, he's not a great receiver right now. And then Amarian Brown's just kind of there. Eddie Lewis is just kind of there. Luke Doty's a non-factor. I mean, Omega Blake is just kind of there. I mean, yeah. So, I... I I think it's easily a push. I, I think it's easily a push. Um, Jeff Gulledge, take the garnet glasses off, he says. Which program is doing better right now, Florida or South Carolina? Also still can't beat Missouri, or still can't beat Missouri, has a better program than this. Jeff, that 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 ship is sailed. Mizzou's got a far better program than South Carolina. It's not even close. I, I don't know how any Gamecock fan could argue otherwise. I mean, maybe Mizzou doesn't recruit to the level South Carolina does, but whatever they do once they get there, they do a far better job. Bottom line. Again, you, you cannot sit there. You can't sit there and lose to someone five years in a row and still say, well, our program's still better than theirs. You just can't do that. And especially this year, especially this year where, you know, coming into this year, people say, well, you know, we lost to Mizzou, but, you know, they, we were the better team. They shouldn't have beat us. They whooped your ass this year. I mean, they whooped your ass. So, there ain't no debate. There's no debate this year. No debate in the slightest. Either way, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Uh, Fun thing, guys, fun thing that came up yesterday. Our, our good friend, J.D. Pacquiao, on three. And, obviously, he's a college football guy. That's what he does for a living. He talks college football year-round, 24-7, 365. But... He put up a post that says, college basketball season doesn't begin until March. And I don't agree with that, but I'll ask you all, like, when does college basketball season begin? Because you might notice, guys, like, we didn't do, I, I didn't do a, a post-game reaction video to the South Carolina-USC Upstate game. I We didn't spend a ton of time yesterday talking about the game, breaking it down, And when I first started this business and started creating content, it was all just, you know, solely focused South Carolina. We never talked any SEC stuff. You know, I sort of felt an obligation to break down every single game, to dissect every game, preview every game, you know, cover every game, uh, recap every game. And as I've grown and evolved and I've just realized, like, that's not really why people watch this show. People watch this show to be entertained, whatever the subject matter may be. Be entertained by the most entertaining subjects of that day. So, it is a fair question. When does basketball season, like, when it, not, I guess not when does it start, but when does it, when does it register for you? Like, when does it matter? You know what I mean? Like, when is it really, when do you start to pay a lot of attention? And guys, I'm going to be totally transparent with you. Before my business, before TSUS, you know, I watched every single football game always ever. Like, that that's, goes without saying, right? But, like, I was a very casual basketball watcher. Very casual. Very, very casual. I mean, I would, you know, I, I it, it would not bother, let me just put it this way, it wouldn't bother me to miss a South Carolina basketball game. And part of the reason was because South Carolina basketball has never really been worth a damn to to make it appointment TV. Now, growing up, I mean, my first teams, basketball teams, I was a fan of. Carlos Powell. Ronaldo Balkman was my favorite player. Torrance Kinsey. Um... Sam Frederick, the list goes on and on. The back to back NITs, what in 04 and 05, I believe. Uh, good times, good times. But, you know, when it comes to like basketball content for us, I, I don't think basketball content is going to like lead the show until like January. I'll be honest with you. I just, it, it's just guys, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's, we can be honest about it, right? We can just be honest about it. I, I enjoy it and I'm excited to get more dive into college basketball more talking the entire sec and 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 seeing good basketball be played and i'm curious to see how lamont's team fares in year two but i'm I'm just i think it's a curious thing like are you someone that because it's wild how much less of a draw there is from football to basketball like it's it's significant it's significant so it is significant. Um, let's see. John Eber says college basketball starts for me when the season starts. Jeff Golich says in April when it ends. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, and I, you know, I, I've said this many times, Jeff. Like I'm a I'm a far, far bigger baseball guy than I am basketball. Far bigger, far bigger baseball guy. Um it's, it's just who I am. That's just how I'm wired, bottom line. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, you know, I, I'd love to see South Carolina. I'd love to see South Carolina be good at basketball. It, it, it'd be fun. I mean, I think that's my biggest thing, guys. It's like watching good basketball is really, really fun. Watching bad basketball is miserable. Miserable. Big Wash says most teams only have two guys at most that can really hurt you, not three. And to push that narrative is a little far fetched. I don't know if you're talking to me, Big Wash, but if you are, I, I don't really know what you mean. I I, I don't I, I'm gonna assume you're not talking to me. Um, because I don't know, I didn't really make that point, I guess. But um again, when I compare the receivers, South Carolina has Xavier Leggett, and then who? Vanderbilt has Will Shepard and Jaden McGowan, and then, you know, kind of it falls off. They've got two. You've got one. Your one's better than either of their two, but their two equals your one. It's, it's that simple. It's very, very simple. It's, it's not difficult. It's not difficult math. Zach says, South Carolina's program is in better shape than Florida. Not by much, though. That's a great question, Zach. Whose program is in better shape? I guess my follow-up question to that, Zach, though, is like, when we're talking better shape for what? Better shape for what? Like, to compete in the SEC? To, To win the SEC? What is it in better shape to do? You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I want to say South Carolina's program is in better shape, but admittedly, guys, I, you know what? Actually, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stand on business here. I think Florida's program is in better shape. I really do, because you look at it. Number one, Billy Napier's 2-0 against Shane Beamer. That's first off. Number two, look at what Florida's doing in recruiting. Number three, Florida's got history and tradition and, and things like that to help boost them. I mean, and I'll ask you this. If you say South Carolina's program is in better shape than Florida, Florida's, like, what do you point to that says that? You can only hang your hat on the Tennessee and Clemson games of last year for so long. You, you can now listen. Carolina finishes six and six. If they win out, Florida goes five and seven. Maybe then I'll give it to you. Maybe it's a it's an even push. Maybe South Carolina slightly ahead, but I don't know. I I, I, I don't know that I say that South Carolina. And, and that's the thing, guys. Like, you you have to beat a program like that to be considered ahead of them. You have to beat them. Guys, we got a voicemail. Let's uh, jump to the voicemail line here.
2: Hey, man, what's thing about the girls' basketball team this year?
0: Appreciate the call. Appreciate the question. What do I think about the women's basketball team this year? I mean, I think they're very, very good. <laughs> they're they're supremely talented. I mean, for Dawn, it's 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 reload, not rebuild, obviously. Um, the the freshman, the new freshman they have is is obviously made waves in that first game. And uh, I mean, guys, I, I think South Carolina at worst is at absolute worst. South Carolina is an elite eight team, at worst. At worst. So, I mean, listen, I said this last year, and I'll say it again. And it's meant with all respect. It's, it's literally a compliment. Being a fan of South Carolina women's basketball right now, it's like being a fan of the Patriots when Tom Brady was quarterback, where it's like the regular season's cool. It's it's fun. It's cool to beat up on people. But South Carolina season doesn't really start until the Sweet 16. It really doesn't, guys. I mean, because for South Carolina, it's if you don't win the national title, look at last year. Guys, what do you remember about last year? About the women's basketball season. I remember South Carolina dragging LSU. That was a fun game. But, like, the Gamecocks didn't win at all. Would you consider the season a success? I mean, I just... I'm not going to say it was a failure, but, I mean, you didn't achieve the goal. It's... So, that's how you're judged now. So, it's like... I mean, everything you do in the regular season is cool and everything. Like, it's whatever. Like, it's it's, it's all just a warm-up for the part that really matters. That's... So... In the meantime, though, that's a luxury. I would say don't take it for granted. When you have a team like that, that's a luxury. But uh, that's where you are. And again, it feels good to be in that position. I, Bro, I'd love to be a South Carolina football fan where you say, yeah, we're just going to kill everybody and we're a shoe into the playoff. And that's what we're worried about. I'd, I'd love nothing more, guys. I'd love nothing more. Cocky Twine says, I think Juice is ready to go. It's something fishy with that situation. Cocky Twan, dude, <laughs> you know I I hate to speculate on it like that. Like, I hate to speculate and say he's healthy and not playing. But, like, something's off with that. S- something's off. Because listen to Shane. There's a reason I posted the clip of it yesterday. Listen to Shane Beamer talk about Juice Wells. The dude's been day-to-day for a month. And when you hear, like, you know, Juice, he wants to get out there. It'll it depend on where he's at mentally, where he's at physically. What do you mean where he's at mentally? Like mentally, like does he want to play or not? Something about that situation. Something's weird about that. No, no doubt. So, something is weird about that. We don't know the full story. Bottom line is we don't know the full story about the Juice Wells thing. And it's, and it's a, such a shame, guys, because it's been straight. It has been straight bullshit regarding Juice Wells since the preseason. It's It's been straight bullshit. It's been straight nonsense. And that's unfortunate. Okay, next year, do you think that we will be in the same position as we are this year in football? And what is your
2: biggest – upset about this year as a football
0: team. Okay, so I do I think that South Carolina will be in the same position next year as they're in this year. Well first off I hope not. <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely hope not. But this is a great question. And the toughest thing about this, the toughest thing about this is, you know, you're you're it's never been more difficult to project what a what a season, what a team's going to look like because of the transfer portal. It, it's never been more difficult. I mean, this who knows, guys? South Carolina could – I mean, look at, like, what Florida State did. Look at what Ole Miss has done. Like, this is a football team that could add four or five pieces in the portal and just the whole perception completely change, right? Like, you know, we're all convinced that Lenora Sellers is the next quarterback. They could go out to the portal and get a quarterback, guys. Like, you, you just never know. You just never – ever, ever, know. That being said, unless South Carolina goes out and gets some just really significant game changers, right? Because the biggest problem is offensive line. The line of scrimmage is the biggest problem. And there's not typically a lot of guys available to boost that. Granted, there'll be some, and you need to go get them, but... I think when you look at the football team, you look way too far ahead. A lot of the question marks that you've had this year, they're going to be questions next year. Offensive line is going to be a concern. Secondary is going to be a concern. I mean, I think defensive front, yet again, is going to be a concern. Linebacker will be a concern. You lose Spencer Rattler. So it's like, is this offense really going to be better without Spencer Rattler? I, I, I think Lenora Sellers has got all the potential in the world, but He hadn't been in the fire, guys. He hadn't taken the bullets. So, I mean, and then you look at the schedule. Like, realistically, guys, and, I mean, people don't want to hear it. Just right now, just right now. I mean, I think you're looking at, guys, year one of Lenoris sellers with that schedule. I know the non-conference is laughable. Don't get me wrong. There should be three automatic wins. Then you got Vandy. There should be four wins in there, no doubt. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol, Create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's SP or SUP for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I mean, I, I think you're looking at eight wins probably being the ceiling again next year to where if it all clicks, seven and five being the goal you know, 6-6 and being, you know, your goal is to get to 6-6, and to make a bowl game with Lenora Sellers. Nobody wants to hear that, but, I mean, think about it, guys. Like, you know, that's a huge loss to lose Spencer Rattler. Like, again, we're all optimistic that Lenora Sellers is going to be it, but we just don't know. You just don't know. And, I mean, I don't think it's fair to expect him to be everything Spencer Rattler's been this year. I don't think that's fair, right? I don't know that offensive line is going to get fixed in, in, in one year, right? I mean, Big Tree Bubble and Trovon Bow will be really good. Jatavia Shivers, these guys who've been thrust in the fire, they'll be really good. But, I mean, you're probably going to be playing young guys yet again. Cam Pringle, Josiah Thompson, you know, Cason Henry will be back. But, I mean, as bad as the O-line's been this year, they could make significant improvements and still not be a great offensive line. They could be – you know, a little bit middle of the pack or maybe a little bit lower, which would be a huge jump. But, you know, I mean, I I think, I think having a more successful season, especially if South Carolina finishes four and eight or five and seven, I mean, I think it's absolutely doable. I think it's a must. I think it's a must. I mean, guys, it's, (laughs) again, it's, it's really difficult to project that far ahead, but, yeah, I mean, I think South Carolina more than likely is going to be fighting for bowl eligibility next year. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we're we going to find out, I think, later this month how the schedule actually shakes out. But, I mean, it, it's a brutal schedule, guys. You got to go to Oklahoma. You got to go to Alabama. You got to go to Kentucky. You play LSU. You play Ole Miss. You play Texas A&M. Thank God you have Vandy. But I mean it's 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 a gauntlet dude. It's a freaking gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. So um let's see. Timothy says, "Do you think South Carolina is going to beat Clemson this year?" Well, Timothy, I I'll drop my prediction um the week of the game. I mean, I think it's a favorable position for South Carolina, no doubt. I think it's a favorable position. Um I don't know. I, You know, Clemson just beat Notre Dame. Who knows, man? That's going to be a wild game. It's going to be a – I'm excited for it just from the standpoint of it's it's a coin flip. Like, who knows? Who knows? Rubination. If there's something fishy and he's healthy and with NIL he's getting – he'll be – okay, if there's something fishy and he's healthy and with the NIL he's getting, he'll be a poster child as why, to why you don't overpay these kids. EJ Reed, when will Beamer's seat start to warm up? 90% of coaching is recruiting. EJ, do you think that Beamer's seat hasn't warmed up this year? I mean, it's not hot by any stretch, but I mean, it's 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 gotten warmer. There's no question it's gotten warmer. And I mean, if they miss a bowl game next year, I think his seat, he will be one of the coaches talked about on the hot seat going into 2025. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, because guys, again, you just, you just don't get more than five years. You you just don't. Not in today's college football. You just don't. You just do not. There's so much money involved. There is, you know, people want to win. They want to win now. They don't want to win 10 years from now. So I, 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 you know, I, I think the seat has actually warmed up this year. I really do. I think the seat's warmed up a little bit this year. Um, and I mean, guys, that's see, that's that's the biggest thing. Like, why why we talk about the press conferences and stuff? Because it's like, at the end of the day, is it the biggest problem? Is it the biggest problem? No, it's not. But I, you know, I was tuned in yesterday. Shout out to the guys over at the Fan Upstate. I was tuned in. It was it was their guest. Co- it was their guest host. Mark Ryan wasn't on, but it was the the Carlos guy. And Diesel, right? And Diesel, I thought, they, they they talked about Shane Beamer's comments at his presser yesterday. And I'm going to paraphrase, obviously, but I I thought Diesel did a great job just talking about why, you know, for the people that say that this, this means nothing, there's no big deal. Well, what happens is this. Like, what you can't deny is that Beamer is really, really defensive and comes off at times snarky at times at times he comes off like a jerk and what happens is this like you build a reputation of now when people are watching you they are taking everything you're saying in that tone because they 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 believe that's the tone you're speaking and that, that that's not that's not fair that's not fair but it is the reality so like my point is my point of that is this like The losing has been the number one problem this year. But, guys, I don't think Shane Beamer's done himself any favors. I don't think he's made more friends this season. I think he's made more enemies. I really do. And I hate to say that, but I really do. Like, it just, you know, I mean, the pressers don't mean a whole lot until you start losing and then they mean everything, it seems like. I don't know. John, here we go. John Rice says, at this point, it feels like there's a better chance to make a bowl game this year than next year. John, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know, man. So much, it's tough to, I I take it this. It's tough to, it's tough to project, John, because so much can change. But I mean, John, listen, I, I made this point literally, what, two weeks ago. After the Texas AM game, that dude, I hate to play spoiler for you all, but I mean, until South Carolina football shows me that it's something that it's not, you know, I I, I can all but guarantee you, I'm not going into next season saying, man, South Carolina's the the breakout team. They're gonna go 10 and 2 or 9 and 3. South Carolina's a six and six program till proven otherwise, till proven otherwise. The wins over Tennessee and Clemson last year made a lot of us lose perspective of what Carolina was. I mean, I was ch- I was chastised for picking seven and five. Chastised. Run through the ringer for picking seven and five. So you know, to your point, John, I, I think the goal next season, the way I look at it, big picture, hey, just make a bowl game. First year quarterback. Still have questions? Make a bowl game. That, that's, that's make a bowl game. You get to a bowl game in the first year of Lenora Sellers, I think you have to chalk that up as somewhat of a win. Rubination Nation, I got a hot take question for you. With as much crap as Beamers took this season and things looking iffy, if Virginia Tech fires pry and offers Beamer, do you think now might be a good time to go? Psh, nah, I, I don't think so, rubination Nation. I, I, I don't think that's a... I mean, I, I get what you're saying, right? Because of his dad, I—I I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so, Bruin Nation. I, I just—that would stun me. That would stun me for sure. That would absolutely stun me. Timothy Farmer. I think South Carolina is going to beat Vanderbilt on Saturday. That's—that's that's a very fair prediction, my friend. To your point, the Bruin Nation. I think what's more likely, and again, that this this year hasn't helped Beamer um but what concerns i think what has to concern you about a guy like beamer for example is we all know right that south carolina's nil situation is not the greatest i mean nil is going to nil schools are going to begin to use nil as a bargaining chip right like hey come coach at our school we have this this and this and also we got a bunch of money in NIL. We got a bunch of NIL opportunities to help you recruit. Like, that's gonna become a thing, is it not? Like, I mean, I'm sure coaches are gonna look at it and say, man, like I'm I'm 13th in the SEC and NIL. I can go somewhere else and and be fourth in NIL. Like, yeah, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And I think that's gonna help schools scoop up coaches. So, I mean, dude, NIL is the wild, wild west, man. I mean, you you heard Washington State's head coach. In case you guys missed this, Washington State's head coach, after their game over the weekend, just went publicly and made it very well known, the situation. He says, quote, the facts are Washington State, we're way behind. We're not even competitive in some aspects of the NIL. I mean, listen, guys, I'll tell you this. Here's what NIL has done. From college football will never lose its luster in regards to, like, the national viewpoint or even the conference-wide viewpoint. Like, those who just love the game and love the sport and love to watch you're going to love to watch it forever and ever and ever because you're not really, you're not solely attached to who wins. At the regional level and for diehards of their favorite teams, NIL has all but ruined college football to a degree. Because, you know, for example, South Carolina. When NIL was, adri- was introduced, it was like, Man, look at all these great ways we can help the team win. It's just another way that South Carolina can separate themselves and gives them a boost, and yeah. And, guys, I'd argue the NIL is just another issue that South Carolina football has to overcome. It's another thing they've got to fight. Because guess what? The Gamecocks don't have the bankroll of a lot of other schools in the SEC why is that I don't know I really don't genuinely know but it's the reality so from the national level from the conference- wide level hey Nil's cool man glad guys are getting compensated but when you're when your heart is invested in your favorite team and you're a South Carolina you're a Mississippi State you're a you know you're a Kentucky you're a lower tier yeah it makes life really difficult on you it, it makes life tough. And I don't know how that gets quote-unquote fixed because the rich are going to get richer. Now, it's it's helping parity. I'm not saying it's not. It's helping parity. The portal and an IL is doing that. It is because, you know, not all of the great players are going to go to one school now, right? They don't have a monopoly on the best talent, but it's it's undoubtedly making life more difficult on a school like South Carolina. There's no question. There's no question. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, the, the, the landscape is very, very interesting for sure. Timothy Farmer, I think South Carolina is going to win against Vanderbilt 50 to seven. Spurs up, go Cox. I would love that. That result will bring me a lot of joy. That would bring me a ton of joy. E.J. Reed. I don't think Beamer will make it past year five. With that being said, will Carolina ever attract a big-name coach on the level of Spurrier again? E.J., they'd have to open up the checkbook. That's that's the biggest thing. they just have to open up the checkbook. Big Wash says, NIL was created for the big boys to keep small fries out so they don't threaten the power structure. How correct is Big Wash there? Yeah, I mean... He says, and they keep getting richer. Rich get richer, he says. Uh, to the TDC Questions channel, we go. <sighs> Brandon M., the chat is dead, he says. The chat on YouTube is great. The chat on YouTube is great. Appreciate you all tuning in. Um, let's see. Ruben Nation says, EJ, if Beamer's gone after next year, Jamie Chadwell should be the first call. It, it, isn't it? Like, just, just take a moment and stop. Isn't it crazy, guys, that we're having this conversation? It's like, it's wild to me. It's wild to me that we're talking about this convo. I mean, again, though, I'd ask you guys, a couple things need to be established. What is the, no matter who the coach is, let's say a new coach is hired. When Shane Beamer was hired, What was the goal and expectation for him? By year five, by year three, by year four, by year five, what was the expectation? Because I remember saying that when Beamer was hired, hey, first five years, five years, first five years, as long as he's making bowl games on a year-in, year-out basis, You don't have to be winning 10 games. But as long as you're staying at that 6-6 and or better mark, that's success. Because you're doing enough to generate positive momentum in recruiting and build, which is where championships or good football is won. Now, has the transfer portal changed or affected my philosophy on that? Probably. Five years is a long time in college football now with what the transfer portal has done. And I think also, too, what doesn't help is a situation like Tennessee, where Shane Beamer and Josh Heupel are hired at the same time. And Tennessee football is in a much different place than South Carolina is. So, let's say they win. Like, I, I think... Winning out this year, going to six and six, getting to six and six would be massive. Would be massive. You can't, you can't overstate how big of a deal that would be. You cannot overstate how big of a deal that would be. Um, then I think next year, guys. I mean, let's just say this. Let's say you go six and six this year. Let's say you go six and six next year. You make a bowl game again.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?
0: What does he have to do in 2025 to remain the head coach? And I, and I don't think that's a. I think there's gray area there because it's like, how does it look? Is there progression? You know, typically these things play themselves out. I think Beamer's going to get till 2025 at at minimum. I do. I think he's going to get till 2025. Guys, they could finish five and seven this year. I think they could go five and seven next year. I think he's going to get till 2025. I I'd just be stunned. I'd be stunned that – I'd be stunned if that wasn't the case. Final comment here. Eric says, you're right about one thing. Last year's wins over Tennessee and Clemson is the reason we're even having that conversation. Fans expecting 10-win seasons this year in shock. Eric, to your point, man, to your point. I I mean, you do make a good point. I I don't know that it's fans' faults for, you know, having that hype and excitement after – after the Tennessee and Clemson wins, but you are right. That it sets some wildly, wildly unrealistic expectations. Guys, being said, we've hit 11 o'clock. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. You're on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications when we go live. We drop new video content as well. Also, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out at the Spurs Up show there. And guys, stay tuned to social media content bleeding out of the eyeballs as always. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you all tomorrow.